History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. You know, last week, I hope you heard our episode, we spoke with author and pastor J.B. Hickson, and we talked mainly about the World Economic Forum and the whole related cloud of deception, which is covered in his latest book, Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 2, which I think is even a little bit better than his Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 1. But uh, it's just a quick thought. We're happy to have JB back with us today to discuss another huge, important topic, which is transhumanism. And related to that, and supportive of that, is artificial intelligence. J.B. Hickson is the founder and president of Not By Works Ministries. He's a pastor. He's the author of 11 books. Welcome, J.B. Hey, great to be with you, Brian. Thanks for having me on again. You know, you discuss in your book what you call the Luciferian Conspiracy. We talked about it last week and obviously, or actually in a previous podcast. But you say the root of this conspiracy is the desire to be God. You know, in Isaiah chapter 14... It says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. You have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will be like the Most High. So, J.B., transhumanism, isn't it perhaps mankind's most prideful attempt yet? to be like the Most High? What is transhumanism as you understand it? Yeah, so it is Satan's attempt to not only be like God, but to be God. And so those famous five I will statements that you just read from Isaiah 14 are relating to Satan's attempt to overthrow God in heaven. He staged a coup. Of course, he failed and got kicked out of heaven because God is almighty, God is sovereign, God is all-powerful. But when he got kicked out of heaven, he then set his sights on earth And so from the very beginning, when he confronted Eve in the garden, he's telling her, look, you know, you can be like God. If you'll just do what I say, you can be all-powerful. You can be God. He told Jesus the same thing when he tempted him in the wilderness. If you'll just bow down and worship me, you can can have everything. You can be all-powerful. Of course, Jesus rebutted him with the Word of God itself because he's already all-powerful. He is God in the flesh. And so uh, this idea of transhumanism is what Satan's earthly co-conspirators, his earthly accomplices, com- accomplices are uh, advancing to try to accomplish that ultimate satanic goal. And the term transhumanism uh, was popularized back in 1957 uh, by a Darwinian eugenicist Julian Huxley from the famous Huxley clan. His brother was Aldous Huxley, who wrote A Brave New World. Uh, but Julian wrote a paper simply entitled Transhumanism back in 1957. And uh, he went on to become, by the way, the director general of UNESCO. UNESCO is one of the leading Luciferian-controlled groups uh, advancing the globalist agenda. But anyway, he says, quote, in his paper, the human species can, if it wishes, transcend itself, not just sporadically, an individual here in one way, an individual there in another way, 
but in its entirety. And what's really fascinating about this, uh, Brian, is that today guys like uh, Yuval Noah Harari are out there, you know, at the tip of the spear advancing what, you know, the transhumanists like Huxley, you know, a decade ago uh, were, were teaching. I've got a, a great quote here. Uh, by uh, Harari, if I can put my fingers on it. But essentially, he says, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here because I can't get my hands right on the quote, but he says, essentially, you don't need uh, Jesus Christ to have eternal life. A couple of guys in lab coats in a laboratory uh, can, a, a couple of geeks, he says, in a laboratory with lab coats can, can do that. So uh, this really is their ultimate goal, is to create life and and overcome death, which they will never be able to do. They're going to try through artificial intelligence and biodigital convergence, but they'll never be able to accomplish it because only God is the giver of life. I was going to ask you that. Will they ever succeed? They want to control the whole world and be God-like or be gods of this earth through technology, and they're never going to accomplish eternal life. No. Um, yeah, they, they will mimic life. Satan's a mimicker, remember? He, he, he is an imposter. And so the Antichrist, whom Satan will indwell, will you know try to mimic Christ in every way, including even arising from the dead. But it's all fake. Uh, so they'll come close with artificial intelligence, and I've talked about that a lot recently in my uh, podcast with ChatGPT and some of the other amazing advancements. But it's never going to be creating life ex nihilo, out of nothing because right. uh, only God can do that. Well, and it's interesting that Julian and Aldous Huxley in the 19th century were also one of the main promoters, the the, the two brothers. They, they were, were in the 20th century, but anyway. Okay, yeah. Early, yeah. Early, early 20th. But they were one of the two of the most ardent promoters of Darwinism. So not only did they come up with this transhumanist idea, but they really promoted the idea of life coming out of nowhere, random random natural selection, you know, the, the so-called scientific way that it comes about with no God. So and and yeah. then and then the Brave New World book that that uh Aldous Huxley wrote is this dystopia in our view like they thought it was utopian to have this brave new world it's, all it's controlled by to, technology but we think we can't i mean if you've ever read that it's just very creepy like oh yeah it's a it's a dystopian novel to be sure but yeah they are uh, they are living out the you know hitler for example was just living out the darwinian ethic uh which is that through selective breeding you know, you can get rid of anyone who walks with a limp or has a different skin color if, you, if they don't meet your criteria. They called them the feeble-minded in the eugenicist movement. Uh, if you can get rid of the feeble-minded, uh, then, uh, you know, maybe only the, the elite, uh, the adepts of the world will be the ones that survive. And, uh, but, of course, it's all satanic uh, to its core. And, you know, most of the people in the top-tier eugenicist movement understand uh, that they're working at the behest of Satan, and they pray to him like you and I pray to God Almighty. But a lot of the people down the line, like, you know, your seventh-grade biology teacher who's, you know, teaching you know, uh, evolution, they don't have a clue. They, they've just been blinded and deceived. And so the transgender movement is also part of this plan to destroy the uniqueness of mankind and to distort the image of God. Talk a little bit more about that. 
Yeah. So one thing that AI does not have is gender. And so what they're trying to do to make AI more acceptable is marginalize the concept of gender. And it's a satanic attack at its core because, of course, God tells us that when he made mankind in his image, he made them male and female. So gender is part and parcel of the image of God in man. So Satan is attacking gender. I call it the gender surrender movement. We have a whole chapter on that in uh, chapter 13 of volume two. Uh, but what they're wanting to do is, you know, create a genderless um, uh, being, uh, you know, genderless homo sapiens, you know. And w- what they are – so the way they're doing that is they're trying to convince people today that your gender doesn't matter. You can change it. You can change it back. You can, you know, make a choice. Even young children ages three and four supposedly can make a choice. And they're trying to obliterate the, you know, the biological component of gender – so that they can pave the way for artificial intelligence, which has no gender. Well, and that's just another way that they cause people not to form a family, n- not to reproduce. You know, now they're sterilizing young children without uh, their parents' permission even, and it's just, it's just really, really awful. Um, yeah. So, and th- I want to talk about this fact that in Silicon Valley, this transhumanism is all a rage so and they talk about the singularity what is that exactly yeah singularity is a term that actually goes back to the 1950s uh, in an article that was written but it's there it's what they when we when we use the term singularity we're talking about technological singularity it can be used in a variety of uh, contexts but uh, when people talk about the singularity usually they're talking about the merging of man and machine into one being so that at whatever point these ais become sentient uh, and I have a, a powerful interview that I cite in the book in the, in the chapter on transhumanism between a Google engineer and the AI that he was in charge of called Lambda, which will blow you away uh, when you read it. And folks, by the way, can go to spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org, and see that. But uh, when that when that AI basically becomes sentient and has free will they will consider that, quote, the singularity. They've accomplished their goal. Is that really possible, though? Is an artificial intelligence is going to become sentient, in other words, conscious? Is that possible? That's what they're working towards, apparently. Well, they they believe it's possible, yeah. It will. They will accomplish it to a degree. But again, it's it's not ultimately it's not going to have a soul. AIs are not human beings. They do not have a soul. They're not redeemable. Uh, but it's pretty amazing what how far Satan can go in mimicking uh, what God can do. I mean, just look at the the plagues out of Egypt back in Exodus, and look at the Book of Revelation with some of the things that the Antichrist is going to do. And the Bible talks about all kinds of signs and wonders. So it will never be true life. Uh, in the way God created it, it will always be an imposter, but it will be pretty powerful and pretty convincing to deceive the whole world. Well, that explains it, that Satan's behind it and giving the power to the to the entity, would, the AI. Would, would, I, I, I did read that, that exchange, and it's very creepy. Just watch, uh, just watch <clears throat> episodes of Star Wars, or we saw, the other night we saw a more recent episode of Star Trek, this merging of man and machine. So many of the characters... In these popular movies, and the generations a lot younger than ours are way more conversant with it than we are. They know all their names and every role and so on. But they they use interchangeably 
what would be called humans, semi-humans, complete robots, and you know everything in between. They're all they're all characters that have kind of equal um, equal abilities, equal uh, ability to be good or evil, and so on and so on. They all get mixed in together. They're conditioning our young people that that's the wave of the future. Wow. Yes, yeah, like the yeah. toy, the Transformers, which was real popular, you know, 20 years ago. Right. Or all the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah, it's totally, uh, you know, Hollywood is really the, the seat of Luciferianism. And, and, in fact, that's where it gets its name. The Hollywood tree was what witches would use to cast spells. And it goes back to the middle of the 19th century when it was founded. And, you know, the roots of Satanism run pretty deep in Hollywood. So, listeners, in yeah. case you think a lot of what we're talking about with this merging of man and machine, this transhumanism, if you think this is just crazy theory that's never going to go far enough maybe to affect you, I want to talk about an executive order that President Joe Biden signed on September 22nd, 2022, a few months ago. It's one of these long, hard-to-understand titles. It's called the Executive Order on Advancing Biotechnology and Biomanufacturing Innovation for a Sustainable, Safe, and Secure Bioeconomy. So that long title has a lot of bios in there, like biomanufacturing. Bio, of course, means life, and then manufacturing. But you talk about this in your book, uh, JB, and I want you to elaborate a little bit on it, how it's going to over if if this is followed through on this executive order is going to overturn all the protections we have with informed consent and the protections of patients that are in clinical studies so they can power up turbocharge this research on merging the digital with the living isn't isn't that uh, have i explained that yeah you've summarized it well and in the book i actually quote karen kingston who's a former pfizer employee and a current analyst for uh, the pharmaceutical and medical device industries, when she provided this uh, summary in a tweet, she says, quote, let me read between the lines for you, America. Biden's September 12, 2022 executive order declares that Americans must surrender all human rights that stand in the way of transhumanism. Clinical safety standards and informed consent will be eradicated as they stand in the way of universally unleashing gene editing technologies needed to merge humans with AI. In order to achieve the societal goals of the New World Order, crimes against humanity are not only legal, but mandatory. So, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that's happening while America is obsessed with, you know, balloons and and uh, all kinds of political skirmishing in Washington, D.C. Well, you know, the, the satanic magicians that are pulling the strings in our world are actually doing some pretty dastardly things uh, out of the line of sight. And, and they make these statements that we can find. You research it. It's not just a conspiracy in Project Veritas. Also, you know, we got the Pfizer executive on tape saying that they're mutating viruses in order to – so they can create more vaccines for the mutated viruses. And he even said it's bad for the American people, but it's our cash cow. I mean, they, they they're – they're literally doing these things, and you say they're going to get rid of all informed consent and make crimes against humanity legal. Wow. So Yeah, I mean, last week we talked about the World Economic Forum, and Klaus Schwab is an out-and-out transhumanist. And listen to a couple of his quotes. He said, quote, The mind-boggling innovations triggered by the Fourth Industrial Revolution— 
from biotechnology to AI, are redefining what it means to be human, quote, unquote. And who he gives them that, a right to do that? <laughs> Makes me yeah. we never, we, I don't remember ever voting on that or having a debate uh, on we that. We do not consent to that. And yeah. we're standing no, they, against they, it. We're exposing it. Yeah, they're powerful, and they and that's what they crave is power, just like Satan did in heaven. Elsewhere, Klaus Schwab said, already advances in neurotechnologies and biotechnologies are forcing us to question what it means to be human. So they, they are coveting humanity because that's God's highest pinnacle of creation, and they, they want to both destroy and marginalize humanity so they can say, ha, you're nothing, God. We've already, you know, we've already destroyed what you created, and that was your best effort. Well, now look what we've done. We've created it even better, you know, and you don't need uh, yeah. the work of Christ to save you from the penalty of sin, you know, on and on and on. So, and, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Ray Kurzweil was, uh, was asked if he's the, he's works for Google. He's the one of the trailblazing spokesmen for the transhumanist movement. And when Kurzweil was asked if God exists, he quipped, not yet, <laughs> implying that, you know, man can create God and they're working hard on it. And God sits up in heaven and laughs. At these and, and the God that they purport to create or when they create something that they call God, I have a feeling they'll want to force us to worship that God. What's what's the odds of that? Uh, yeah. I, I want to give an example from your book, too, that I knew nothing about. It's incredible, and I suspect a lot of our – I suspect some of our listeners anyway are not totally into the rap scene. Maybe I'm – maybe I have a false reading on that. But you give an amazing <laughs> example of how fast artificial intelligence is progressing – so you talk about a popular but virtual, that means not real, rap artist called F.N. Mika. And this F.N. Mika, again, is not real. It created with digitally with uh, artificial intelligence. F.N. Mika has over 10 million followers on TikTok, over a billion views, which any human performer would covet, I think. And has recently signed a contract, which lasted at least for a little while, signed a contract with Capitol Records. So once again, isn't this an example, JB, of uh, people having a hard time knowing what is real and what is digital? Yes, and and they're doing it with uh, concert artists, too. Like people are paying hundreds of dollars per ticket to go see Whitney Houston in concert. And you're thinking, Whitney Houston, isn't she dead? Yeah, she's dead. These are these are all you know holograms that they're using on stage, and people are watching it like it's real. And so the whole idea here is to you know merge reality with non-reality, with virtual reality, so you can't tell the difference. And they're doing the same thing with the climate change movement and with the you know animal rights movement. They're trying to convince everyone that you're no more valuable than a tree or a rock or a dog or a cat that, you know, we're all just, you know, on equal footing. And again, that contradicts the plain teaching of God's word about the image of God in man. It's it, 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 when you become awake, when you become awake, you just see things that you never saw before. I mean, I, in my spare time, I'm relearning German language. And why am I bringing that up? I'm relearning it through an online, I can do it through my phone, through something called Duolingo. And it's actually pretty good. At I'm, I'm expanding my German vocabulary. But the reason I'm bringing it up now is the um, sentences, all the sentences and all the stories that are used in Duolingo, they confuse 
people and animals. In fact, most of them are animals doing things that we understand humans to do. So they'll take, like elephants, they'll have a giraffe, and the giraffe will be talking about going golfing. Or an elephant will be playing tennis. And also the genders. Whenever they have something that's a traditional woman saying, like, how much she likes pink or something, it'll be... A male elephant talking. So I'm think I would have never. I would have just thought before in my life. Well, this is kind of funny. This is kind of amusing. But now I'm thinking. No, even with that, maybe there's more to that. Maybe there's more yeah. going on. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what. I can disprove their theory right away. I, I'm not a tennis player, but I guarantee you I could defeat a, an elephant on the tennis court if I had to. <laughs> I, I could too, and I think you've given me the confidence to get back to playing tennis but again. It's just all that mental conditioning of the the mixing up of God's creation, like, you know. But I want to ask about our divinely ordained role to play in this. You know, we... What should we do about transhumanism? What can we do, you know, despite how fast things are moving all around us in this direction? What can we do, Pastor Hickson? Help! Help! I think the first priority is to to make sure you're right with the Lord. And so if anyone's listening to this program today and you don't know for certain that you'll spend eternity in heaven when you die, let me encourage you to trust in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died and rose again to pay your personal penalty for sin. Because no matter how many lies the global elite tell us about how we can achieve immortality, it's all a lie. The one and only hope is through Jesus Christ, the one giver of life. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. For those of you that already know the Lord, I think we need to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord. We need to eagerly wait for his return and not be scared, but be prepared. Um, as you mentioned, I think it was on the last last week's show, that, you know, we need to resist. And there are certain lines in the sand that, that me and my family have decided to prayerfully and uh, with much discussion that we will not cross. One of those, for example, was taking the, uh, the gene editing bioinjection that Trump put out. Uh, we just we know there are fates worse than death and we would sooner die than take that injection. Uh, the other one is the digital ID card. When it comes to the point where they're requiring everyone to have a digital ID card, we will not cross that uh, line. And so that will make life difficult. You have to be prepared to suffer. You might not be able to buy groceries. You might have to grow your own food, uh, all kinds of ramifications of that. But you need to be thinking now before you're caught off guard, you know, what lines will you not cross? Yes. And right here in San Diego, they're trying to put in surveillance lights, and we're going against that. We don't need to be surveilled you know, we can all do something. We can all show up at meetings, be aware of all these things. And we we've, had, we've had success. Kathleen has had yeah. success. She showed up recently within the last two weeks at a uh, board meeting of the San Diego Community College, the board of directors of all the San Diego Community Colleges. And they were still looking to fire multiple professors at multiple universities two of whom we know personally, for not taking that COVID vax that you just referred to. And it was quite a heated discussion, but they were called out on the science. 
They were called out rationally. They were called out for their ethics. illogic. And yes. within two days, they, they reversed their policy. And these people are not going to be, at least as of now, they're going to be able to keep their job. So the public opinion, and, I, and I've said this for many years, even in the worst dictatorship, even if you're, God forbid, leave, living under a Stalin or a Hitler, there's still things you can do. And you better believe that even the Stalins and Hitlers of the world, they care about public opinion. They're, they're fearful of it, and they know that they can't do what they want to do without having the majority of the public behind them. So we, yeah, you're exactly they do fear the masses, which is why they try to kill the masses. Remember, Zbigniew Brzezinski said right before he died in 2017, today it's easier to kill one million people than to control one million people. Uh, but, yeah, there are pockets of, of resistance where we can make a difference, especially at the local level. And uh, we need to stand up and, and wage the battle. Remember, Ephesians 6 says that, you know, we're not to be passive. We're to be waging this battle because, uh, you know, it is a spiritual battle. And we encourage everyone to get Pastor Hickson's book. There's a lot more in there. There's uh, the Luciferian timetable and Agenda 2030. There's Secret Societies, a chapter on the CFR Bilderberg and Bohemian Grove. There's a whole chapter on fake elections and global global surveillance. We all need to be aware of these things and so much more. So we really thank you for being with us. You've enlightened us a lot. You've encouraged us. You've told us to become very solid in our walk with the Lord, and that is what is most important. So, Amen. Uh, just one last statement before we go. Maybe I think we have 30 seconds. Yeah, do you have a last word of wisdom? <laughs> Thanks again for all you guys are doing. Uh, you're on the front lines. Uh, SpiritoftheAntichrist.org. And uh, shoot us an email, too. You can get on our mailing list, and we'd love to pray for you and encourage you. Thank you so much. To bless your neighbor, further inform yourself and others about transhumanism, consider ordering the book Spirit of the Antichrist, Volumes 1 and 2. They're both excellent. Check out notbyworks.org, and we will be with you next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Plug in, turn on, and learn with Branson School Online. Branson brings small class sizes and experienced teachers to the comfort of your home. Dedicated to a comprehensive curriculum and college entrance requirements, Branson offers individualized support that has led to student success for over 20 years. Now accepting applications for the 2023-2024 school year. Learn more and apply today at BransonSchoolOnline.com. That's BransonSchoolOnline.com, Colorado's best public online school.